Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Welcome to our AFC and NFC Championship game reactions. We saw two very interesting games this weekend, fellas. Uh, I want to start with Lions Niners. I think there's a lot to talk about here. We're going to start with the coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell. Zwick, you've been critical of uh, some of the fourth down aggressiveness throughout the year. Obviously, we know Butsy has loved the Lions and loved Dan Campbell from the start. I became a really big Lions fan as the season went on. I don't know how you could dislike the guy. Um, But this game, he's definitely catching a lot of flack for. So let's talk about the decisions. Let's let's just go through Zwick. What did you like? What did you not like? Did you hate it all? I I certainly didn't hate it all, and I wouldn't like put all of the blame on him. But I think he deserves a good amount of blame. Obviously, I'm not gonna hold like the Josh Reynolds drops against him or the Jameer Gibbs fumble. That's not his fault. But going for it, like when you can easily tie the game and you could have taken the lead, is just. It's just idiotic to me. Like, I, I get that's what they've done all year. It's super aggressive, and that's what got them there. So why change it up now? But at some point, you have to like you have to be smart, and you have to know that if you make these decisions, you have to know what's coming, like the backlash. And it was bad. They, I mean, it lost them the game, in my opinion. Which one? The, the one where they could have tied it? I mean, both. The second two for the second two for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And that was just like like obviously hindsight's 2020. And if they get it and they score a touchdown, he looks like a genius, and everyone's like, Oh, Dan Campbell, it's huge balls, whatever. But they didn't. So it it didn't look great. They could have I mean, they could have had six more points, and then who knows what happens. So I just I don't really understand that. I get it's aggressiveness versus recklessness and you know whether side you want to be on. And that was sort of the identity of the Lions all year. But making those decisions in this big of a moment is just it's a little too bold for me. Okay. Butsy, what did you think? Yeah, I agree with Wick. I, I've been on record saying that I think his big nuts are gonna come back and bite him in the ass at the end of the, at some point. And this was exactly where it showed. Um, you, you, you know, you got to understand you're in a position where you're up 11 and you have the chance to go up, you know, two touchdowns and both times you you just got to take the three points, one of the two, right? I think if you, even if you don't get the first one and you kick the second one, fine. Like they failed their last two fourth and shorts. And on the third one, they say, fuck it, we're going to do it again. And then they didn't get it again. Uh, and it ultimately gave the Niners so much momentum on both sides, uh, to go out and make plays, but I, I really think you got to kick one of the last two. I really do. And and especially the second one, I understand uh, going for the first one. Um, and then there was one way early in the game as well, which I don't follow him going for. That's, you know, probably an analytics play there. But the second one, I understand, fine with. And then the third one where, you know, your offense has been stuttering the entire second half. You have an opportunity to get points on the board. Uh, and it's really t- it's difficult to keep this Niners uh, offense at bay for as long as they did. And I, I think you got to take your points. You got to got to give yourself a little bit more of a cushion. Um, but I mean, it was a hell of a game, hell of a comeback by Brock Purdy and the Niners. I don't really, you know, I know we're talking about Dan Campbell a ton, but I don't want to take take away anything from what Brock and the Niners did in the second half. No, I don't want to take away, but it was. I mean, this was a collapse. They were up. They were up. They were up twenty four to ten midway through the third, fourth and two. This is the one I actually did not mind. Um, Josh Reynolds dropped the ball. The, it was a great – they had the right play called. They 
I mean, everybody did their job except one guy. He dropped the ball. So, like, I'm not faulting Dan Campbell for that. Um, and I just think there's, like, other reasons that they lost the game other than just, you know, going for it and the aggressiveness. The Purdy threw the ball to <laughs> the the Lions corner. I don't know who it was. It bounced off his helmet and into Ayuk's hands. Like, that's a game-changing play. You yeah, can't blame yeah. Dan Campbell for that. I mean, that if that guy on the Lions makes the play, it's a very different game. Um, obviously Jameer, Jameer Gibbs with a really bad fumble in their own territory. Reynolds had another drop when it was tied 24, 24. He had a drop on third and 10. I don't know what, what got into Josh Reynolds. It was a little Kadarius Tony esque. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I agree. I think I would have kicked the one to tie the game. 27, 27 is what it would have been. The one to go up 27, 10, like, I'm not mad at that. The guy just dropped it. Everyone's saying like make it a three possession yeah. game, whatever. But the Niners ended up rolling on every possession anyways on offense. So I don't know if I, I just don't know. I'm fine with that one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I want to talk about Brock Purdy for a sec. Yeah. Because my quarterback, my QB one is now my QB one. <laughs> I've been on, if I, if I not been the Brock Purdy stand in this podcast. No. Yeah, you have. And now he's starting in the Super Bowl. Is that right? Sorry? This is true. Um, uh, do you guys see what he did with his legs to have, to basically put the game to bed, uh, and give themselves, you know, put them in a, just a beautiful position to score, uh, five rushes, 48 yards for Brock Purdy on the day, and a couple of huge chunk plays where he looked confident with his legs. And I don't think that the, the lions ever thought that they would need to put a QB spy on Brock Purdy, but they kind of needed one late because Brock Purdy broke off a couple of 15 yard runs that really, really put the game to bed. Um, there were third and longs, and Brock Purdy was able to make plays with his legs, which we haven't really seen him do a lot all year. Um, so I was really impressed by by his uh, legs. And on the Lions side, real quick, I know we touched on it briefly, but the Jameer Gibbs fumble, that was 100% on Jameer Gibbs because he went the wrong way. Or I, I would put it on Gibbs because I really trust Goff. Wouldn't turn the wrong way on the handoff. But yeah. Gibbs uh, looked like Gibbs went the wrong way, and Goff had to adjust. Gibbs never really had that ball secured, and then it got ripped out uh, pretty loosely. So um, credit to the Niners, man. The defense stepped up, made the big plays, but this is definitely a collapse by the by the Lions for sure. Yeah. I don't know what Shanahan said to Purdy at halftime, but it was something just inspirational, next-level stuff, because he came out in the second half looked like a totally different guy. Um, again, like he threw a pick, and he should have had another one picked, but – what he did with his legs was unbelievable. He had five for 48 in the box score, but that includes the knee. So he had actually like four for 51. Those were backbreaking scrambles. Um, and I know the yeah. Lions defense hasn't been, you know, super hyped up um, or super stout, but those are huge plays. So credit to Purdy. It, it still doesn't like change what I think of him overall, but that's he made some huge plays down the stretch and when then them the game. What did you think of Purdy's wick? I thought he was. I mean, kind of he was what we had seen in the playoffs in the first half. He looked nervous. He looked uncomfortable in the condensed pockets in the first half. And obviously the pick was really, really bad. And he had another one that probably should have been picked. And I mean, none of it mattered because he came back and he put his team in a position to win at the end. Obviously, he got some help from his defense, but I'm not going to take anything away from him. He was really good in the second half. The IU catch is like that that yeah. could have been picked too. And if it is, then we're having probably having a whole different conversation. And 
about Brock and about this game, but it wasn't. And Ayuk made a great play, so here we are having a different conversation. But I'm not super impressed with him still. I think the Chiefs' defense will be harder to overcome than the Lions' defense, but I'm not going to take anything away. He put his team in his position to win, and he was awesome in the second half, especially with his legs. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the Niners' defense? Because this was supposed to be a unit that was like, (laughs) you know, one of the best in the league. They have talent everywhere you look, and it's like every single name is recognizable in their starting group. The Lions, the Lions ran 29 times for 182 yards. I mean, <laughs> they just they moved the ball at will on them. So are we concerned about the Niners going forward in the next week? Yeah, against the incredible running game that Kansas City has, absolutely. Um, I mean, it looked like in the first half at least, the line of scrimmage would be moved like three yards in the opposite direction when the ball was snapped. Like the Lions' offensive line was having their way on the ground and Dave Montgomery wouldn't get touched. It felt like for at least four or five yards down the field, every time he touched it in the first half, uh, their O-line was incredible. Um, but nevertheless, in the second half, I mean, the Lions didn't score in the second half until, uh, what is it? The last minute, yeah. last like minute 15, yeah. the game was pretty much over at that point. Like I felt like that was self-inflicted personally. I think it was more about the Lions, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. True. But I mean, they still, made the stops, whether you want to be a Josh Reynolds, like, drop. I mean, they'd force Goff to step up in the pocket, and Goff had to make a tough throw. Like, I still want to give a little credit to the Niners' defense because they played a hell of a second half. But yeah. at the same time, I think their secondary has been vulnerable all year. Um, But their front four or five has been so good at getting home at the, uh, to the quarterback, Bosa and Chase Young, that they haven't really been exposed in the secondary. Uh, The Lions' O-line played phenomenal and gave Goff a ton of time to throw the ball. And when he had the time, his receivers were open. Um, and, and really both halves, I think the passing game was was really effective for the Lions. So I'm definitely worried about the secondary. But you're also going up against Chiefs team who hasn't had the best passing attack all year, just got shut out against the Ravens in the second half of the AC Championship game, which we'll get into in a minute. So there's definitely some concerns. But if there's a guy that I trust can figure it out, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. True. I, yeah. I thought Shanahan coming out of the half had an awesome game plan. Um, Obviously struggled, only scored seven in the first half, and then came out, scored 17 in the third. So, um, yeah, definitely a Shanahan masterclass in the second half. Did you have something to say, Zwick? I was just going to say I Steve Wilkes, I think, has just underperformed with this defense like massively. He has guys like Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, even like Kinlaw is pretty solid. It, he's just not – He's not it seems like he's not getting his guys ready for games like like I don't know if you guys saw like this this play where like Chase Young was sh- like showed like absolutely no effort. It was on the Gibbs touchdown. Chase Young like basically like walked like speed walked down the field trying to get Gibbs and he just and he just ran right past him like I don't know. It just seems like they were deflated down 24/7 and it felt like it was so over and it's just Somehow they turned it around in the second half. I don't know what I'm just I'm it's more of like a concern for the Super Bowl. I'm saying like if the 49ers defense comes out flat again like that, even the offense too, I don't think they're gonna be able to come back against the right. Chiefs. Yeah, like they Kansas, were gonna... Kansas City does not collapse like like the you know inexperienced Lions would um you would think yeah. at least. So last thing 
on the Lions. Dan Campbell, after the game, was like, for the first time, not confident. And was yeah, like, that, was weird. Th that might have been our only chance. And yeah. I was like, what? Was what do you Bad mean? Message. Like, this team is so, like, hungry and talented. Yeah. Like, they have talent everywhere and they're young. And, like, they've drafted better than anyone in the league over the past few years. Maybe not anyone, but they've drafted amazing over the past couple of years, like, why are we why are we suddenly losing faith? I think the Lions could be back, but if Campbell doesn't, why should I? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a bad message to send your team, right? Like there are a few years at least ahead of schedule, ahead of what the Lions thought this rebuild was going to be going into it. And they should have just, you know, they just blew a lead in the NFC championship game that everyone in America thinks they should have won. They don't have an utter collapse. They're in the fucking Super Bowl. Um, and for Dan Campbell to say that's our only that could be our only chance. Like you have, you know, you have Jameer Gibbs, who is, you know, people always ask why spend a high pick on a running back. That's why you do it. Because Jameer Gibbs is lightning quick. Uh he his speed in the open field is incredible. Um, his toughness, he can break through tackles. He's been phenomenal. You still have Jared Goff. You have an all pro in Aminra, all pro and rookie in Laporta, too. Like you have studs everywhere on the field. And I don't really understand why you're gonna go out and say this might have been our only chance when like, I don't think this team is going to be much different going into next year. Like, who are they going to lose? I don't know if they have free agency problems, if the cap, if the cap's going to be a struggle. They're not going to lose, lose anyone anybody, on offense. They're going to run it back with the same offense. And I guess I he may have been saying that because his coordinators might leave. Yeah, yeah he's ben, ben, Johnson. ben Johnson. Yeah. Ben Johnson. When you're going to lose Ben Glenn Johnson. Right, exactly. And we saw what that did to the Eagles, right? So – Yes. Losing both coordinators as a head coach is huge. We saw it affect Sirianni in a big, big way in the Eagles' morale as a whole. Um, and if those two guys leave, then that might have actually been their only chance. But I don't think I think coming out and saying that after a, after you you know had a, you know gave up a huge lead is is a little heinous. Yeah, I, even even if he's right, why would you say it? Like you're yeah. the head coach of the team. I get it. It's it's hard to get back to the NFC Championship, but. You still have all this talent. You're supposed to be the rah-rah motivator guy. I just – I don't get it. Um, you know, I, you're you're the one guy who should be irrationally confident about your team. That and, like, I – like, saying – especially after he says this, I was already – like, I'm already – like, obviously, this is way, way, way too early to be thinking about this. But I'm, they already are, like, a really big con uh, regression candidate for me because <laughs> it's, like – the Eagles lost Shane Slykin. Like, back in the day, it was like Dan Quinn lost Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. Dan Campbell's about to lose Ben Johnson. Like, guys, like, losing your genius OC, who arguably does more for the team than Dan Campbell does, is a big deal. And when they lose, presumably lose Ben Johnson, if they could somehow retain him, that would be massive. But I really, really doubt it. No, no, no. There's no way. And also, they played the Buc the Buccaneers in the second round, which is pretty easy. Yeah, and we... Obviously, I'm, I don't want to discredit the Lions, but I would be worried about it going forward, especially after Campbell says this. I mean, what what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. I I would be worried about next year. I still yeah. think they have awesome players everywhere. So I don't I know. still we can... think they'll be in the mix, like it's NFC contender. But I just ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even let's talk about the next game because I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah, we can leave that there. Um. All right, Ravens versus Chiefs. God. Guys, we fucking missed on this, huh? Nah. <laughs> I feel I feel like an idiot. I was telling you guys to bet the Chiefs all year. I told you 
that back in the day, young, what, 17-year-old Jordan saw Mahomes come back against the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and I promised myself never to pick against Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey when they're all still in their prime, and I did it. I came on the podcast, and I predicted the Ravens. Oh, God, was I wrong. Um, Congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl, by the way. Woo. Oh, whoa. Congratulations, Chiefs. It's Congratulations. Over? It's over. They're, is it over? It, they're underdogs, dude. Yeah, that's 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 they're, why it's they're, over. They're plus chicken. They're plus chicken and and like this this whole media shit, man. It's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah, let's like talk I about go on CBS. So yes, I'm a toxic masculine straight male. Sure. <laughs> sure. But I go on CBS Sports to check scores. And the first thing I see is a video is, is like the headline video is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kissing saying, and the title is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, Trump Ravens in Baltimore. And the picture is of those two kissing. Why <laughs> I, I'm trying to look at scores. I'm trying to look at stats. I had a nine leg parlay that was two kittle catches away short. So I had to keep checking. And, and I had to look at that for fucking four hours. I was about to lose my mind. Like, I don't think that is unfair and unreasonable as a football fan. To like to be upset about seeing Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey kiss every time I go to check a goddamn score. Yeah, it's. I'm just gonna say it it is like I was I it was hard for me to hate on it like in the beginning like I didn't mind it like it was it was like whatever to me but it's getting a little like come on like it's just a little much now. You know what else I saw is there is now betting odds for. Will yeah. Kelsey propose to Taylor too. Swift, and yeah, it's not like crazy. It's not. Why crazy is it odds. plus one ninety? Their <laughs> money line, their money lines like plus like a hundred. It's like even odds, or like they're like plus a they hundred. No, I, I would fucking hope not. That's kind of that depressing. would be wild. Imagine on the saddest day on the saddest day of your life. You proposed if you lost. What was spin zone? That's what a spin is the zone. proposal? It's like one sixty. It's plus one ninety. One ninety. Yeah, that is in. <laughs> Fucking insane. Yo, you're gonna lose insane. your bet, dude. They have to produce a child and that has yeah. to be their own. So I, I got I got a ways they, to go. Wait, wait, wait. Do they have to be married and produce a child or married just married and produce a child? Not not just married. Not so or it, it has to be both. And it has okay. to be their own. How much that money was it? So you'd be a sweating a little if you proposed. Yeah, four large. Okay. It's four, four large. grand that you have four not large. yet made. Four large. You, nope. you will be in debt. That's so yeah, awesome. Four large. Four large. Um, <laughs> but can we talk about the Ravens? Because they were just abysmal. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, but they had a really good running game all year. Did they? Um, did they? Like I think it was like maybe what? The, you know, top three, no. maybe the best in the NFL on the it ground all one. season. No way they have like oh, the best one. Jordan, was it the number too. was it the number one uh running running offense it, in the it was the, the number one offense the number Shit. one rushing offense uh so I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding why their running backs uh Gus Edwards and Justice Hill combined for six carries mm. interesting six carries um Lamar was the leading rusher with eight attempts and 54 yards uh Gus Edwards had three rushes for 20 yards Zay Flowers had two rushes for four yards, and Justice Hill had three rushes for three yards. I don't understand why they just fell in love with the pass so much. And in the play calling as well, when they decided to throw a pass, it wasn't like, hey, you know, let's try to get, you know, a five-yard check down, get Lamar in the rhythm. Uh, it kind of just seemed like they were running, like playing Madden and just running four verts every single fucking time. 
like we would the ball would be snapped and within five seconds there was nobody everyone was past the first down marker every single fucking time and i think lamar uh, i heard this on part of my take today pft made a good point he seemed like a second too late to break out of the pocket and try and scramble like he seemed to hold on to the ball in the pocket like a split second too longer where you know they were sending guys down the field every time he probably had a lot more opportunities to go out and make plays with his legs and he didn't um you know, he kept looking for the home run ball. He overthrew receivers on the sideline maybe like five times, and they weren't even close. It's like three or four yards, five yards out in front of his receivers, uh, not even giving him a chance to make a play on the ball. And then the likely interception was just yeah, you know, the icing on the cake, triple coverage bad. across the middle. You're down 10. All you need is really three points. You can't have an empty possession. Uh, and Romo said that that was the game, which is just awful <laughs> broadcasting. Yeah. And I can't wait to he, listen to him in two weeks. He awful. sucks. He's he, terrible. He is terrible. <laughs> He Horrible. said like multiple times, like, yeah, the Chiefs will want to get, you know, like a score here on this possession. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Probably. Thank thank you, Tony Romo. I can't believe the fall off because when his like his first like awesome. six to eight weeks, so dude. Sexy. Was so that the sexy. best was that the best like prime of any color commentator dude, ever? I would I would say like even before that, when he just started and you would fucking you know, you you turn on a game and you Romo would be like Oh, here goes uh, fucking Danny Woodhead. Or what is it? Not Danny Woodhead. Who was the other white uh, running back for the Patriots who scored in the AFC Championship what? game? Oh, Rex Burkhead. Oh, and it's like, oh, yeah, Rex Burkhead dropped the left side, touchdown. And it, like, would just happen. Cool. Like, it I just think... happened. He used to call plays. It was so sick. It's insane, I, this fall off. I think they told him to stop calling plays. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. But that could have that could have just been a Twitter uh, user. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> like, oh, just, I don't know. know. Oh, like, shut the fuck up! It's like, like it's like a third, third. It's like third and ten with like two minutes left. Uh, Jim, it's a really big play. Let's see like, if they please. can get the first down. They need Just, it. I wonder. I wonder if Jim Nance like likes him. Like, I'm, I'm sure he probably does. But I'm I wonder, sure. Yeah. Like in the back of his mind, if he's like the Masters, he cannot wait yeah. for the Masters. <laughs> I wonder if in the back of his mind he's like. Just shut the fuck up, God. Like, <laughs> just say something about football that other people don't know. That's like your whole deal. <laughs> just say something insightful. All right. I want to I want to go back to the game plan and the, the running game talk. The thing that's crazy to me is last week, the Bills had 182 rushing yards on the Chiefs defense on 39 attempts. The Ravens, the Ravens had 81 this week. On 16 attempts, Lamar had eight carries. I think one was a designed run. So that's eight or nine called runs for the Ravens. We talked about them being the number one rushing offense this year. They averaged 32 carries for 160 yards. They had 230 rushing yards last week on 42 attempts. I don't know what went through... Todd Munkin's mind. And I I was such a big believer in Munkin in this offense and what he had done for it and and getting Lamar back to MVP caliber. Oh, it, it made no sense. And they had success with like early down runs too. Like it, it's not like they were just getting stuffed every time. So that was just mind-boggling to me. Um to me, that was the biggest reason for the loss was the play call. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know Lamar had a really bad game. But hey, if your quarterback's having a bad game, what do you think you could try to do? Maybe, maybe lean on your strength as a t- as a team. Maybe you could lean on his strength as a player, which is running the ball. I I agree with Butsy. He kept trying to hit ho- home run balls, and I don't know if that was him or if it's the play calling or if it's both. But 
I mean, it felt like he was trying to get everything back on one play, every play, but it, it was just – I hated the game plan, and I was baffled by it. Yeah, so compliment that with Steve Spaggs just putting together another master class. Um, one of the best defensive coordinators, I think, maybe in NFL like history. If he goes on to win the Super Bowl this year, like he, you know, combined with the bad Ravens play call, he had their defense just confusing Lamar all day long. Uh, so I definitely think that's a big reason why Lamar stunk was because Spaggs was throwing, you know, different coverages and different pressures. Uh, they would bring six to the line and only rush four and drop two. Like then sometimes they would bring six. I mean, he he had Lamar in a fucking, I don't know what 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 is like a what's a um like a haze. Um, a no, not a haze. Spin know. zone, not a spin zone. Uh, <laughs> a blunder. Blunder. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I, I, like that. Word, just, word, word just never came to me, but that <laughs> happens. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Steve Spags because he was phenomenal. Um, and this defense is so elite. Like, you know, yeah. their offense scored 17 in the first half, put up two donuts in the third and fourth quarters, which I think is an testament like to the adjustments that Harbaugh made on defense at halftime. But I mean, the main storyline here is just the Ravens offense. Like, I don't I'm not trying to take anything away from the Chiefs, but they also didn't score in the second half. Like in the, yeah, and they yeah. still won by what seven? Like that's yeah. that's ridiculous. So it's 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 the storylines of the Chiefs defense and the horrible Ravens offense. I mean, the those Chiefs corners are nasty. Sneed, oh, they're so Sneed good. and McDuffie are the best corner duo that I've seen easily this year. Um, and the best corner duo I can remember maybe since like the Legion of Boom Seahawks. But Man, did the Ravens play into the Chiefs' strength. Like, the weakness of the Chiefs' defense is stopping the run. We saw Buffalo exploit it last week. So, um, yeah, credit to the Chiefs. But, uh, I mean, I just – I don't I don't understand the game plan. Yeah, what Buffalo did well last week was whenever Chris Jones was off the field, they ran it. And Chris Jones is not healthy. And he was off the field for many, many snaps against the Ravens. You know, Romo kept saying, oh, you know, there, there, out goes Jones again, out goes Jones again. Like, Chris Jones is – He's injured, like he's battling an injury. And when he's on the sideline, he's one of the best defensive interior linemen in, in the league, might be the best. Like you run the ball when that guy is not there. Like yeah. that should be an automatic given. Um, and they did, and, and I, I'm just appalled by the Ravens play calling. Yeah. Appalled. Zwick, we're not going to do like our preview or picks or anything. Um, we talked about our concern for the Niners. The Chiefs did get shut out in the second half. They had 17 in the first half, obviously a lot of people talk about like scripting plays coming out of games uh, or coming into games with a game plan and having like your, your first two drives scripted. And that's what really good OCs are good at. Like Andy Reed. It, is it kind of a concern that when you don't have scripted plays in the second half that you c- couldn't score or was it just like the game script and they were running out the clock? I, I mean, obviously they're not running out the clock the whole half. Yeah. It's, I thought they did a good job. I thought it was it was definitely an interesting game plan. I, I knew that they would sort of dink and dunk down the field because they couldn't run on the Ravens. Pacheco only ever Pacheco had less than three yards a carry, two point eight. He had twenty four for sixty eight. That's not very efficient at all. And I thought it was a good like they looked good. I mean, Mahomes had like he had the one drive where he converted like like four third third downs with either his legs or making something happen, extending the play. And they had like the insane flip to Kelsey that just somehow they hooked up and it worked. But 
I thought it, I thought Andy Reid looked good. I don't know if dinking and dunking down the field is the way to beat the Niners. I think you have to really pound the ball against the Niners because I do think if there's a there's a a weakness to that defense, it's definitely up the middle. It's like inside inside and mid zone, and I think you can really like go up the middle on them because they're weak up there. I mean, obviously Fred Warner is you know at the at the helm of it, but the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offensive line, the best part is the middle. They have Creed Humphrey. They have Joe Tooney. Obviously, he didn't suit up against the Ravens, but I'm not worried about the Chiefs' offense really anymore. I I was in the regular season. I think it doesn't really matter anymore because maybe Jordan was right. They just need Mahomes and Andy Reid and like Travis Kelsey. I mean, it worked. Yeah, Kelsey was awesome, by the way. 11 targets, 11 catches, 116 yards. Uh, maybe he was saving a little bit for the playoffs, boys. That that could have been that could have been maybe yeah. a little bit predictable. How did, how did he know? Yeah. Um Mahomes, though, 30 for 39, 241 yards and a touchdown. Not striking numbers, but I just don't think he made a mistake. Like I, he really played like damn near perfect football. And it just it seems like he keeps separating himself from every elite quarterback in the in the league. Like Joe Burrow's been injured. He was the number two guy uh, I had coming into the year. I think most of us had coming in, into the year. Then he beats Josh Allen. Now he beats Lamar, and Lamar looks really bad. Like, it's just – it continues to be Mahomes and then everyone else. The The quarterback discussion is getting a little bit boring now. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, guys, I didn't want to bring this up, but I think I should. I'm a little nervous about – if the Chiefs win, or sorry, the Chiefs already won. So congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations <laughs> to the Chiefs. It's over. They've won the Super Bowl. It is clearly over. Um, this the Brady, the Brady, Brady Mahomes stuff, man. Um, it's happening. Talk it's about happening. like this is <laughs> so they so the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's that's Brady path, and and Mahomes has had far better numbers than Brady has or Brady had. When after his first three, um, obviously the Patriots relied on a much more stout defense, uh, and that's kind of the big reason why they won. But they also had an emerging goat. So, um, but I, you know, I, I'm I'm nervous. Is is all I can I, say. I have a I'm, take. I'm dumbfounded. This. I'm lost. Have, I'm nervous. I have a take about this, and people will probably hate me for it, and maybe you guys will hate me for it. I think Mahomes is like already the guy. I think he's probably the best arm talent we've ever seen, whether you want to put that with Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I think those that's probably like the top four. I think he's probably already top five for me. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Like maybe even top three. Like I think I think he like I'm I'm not putting him at Brady's level yet. People are though. Like no, I people this is are. a mild take. Okay. Well, <laughs> see, you guys are Patriots fans. I thought you'd be really mad. No, but... no, no, not at all. I saw JJ Watt give his like QB power yeah. rankings like all time. And I agree with him right now. I think it's it's yeah. Brady Montana Mahomes. Yeah. Like I, agree. I, I think if if but if Mahomes gets four, like I think he's better than Montana. But then yeah. like Brady has seven. Like everyone talks about Mahomes because he's, you know, 
the guy right now, and he, and he has probably more natural God given talent than Tom Brady did. But Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls, guys. Like the see, my thing is is that I don't I don't credit the Super Bowls as much because my thing is like it's a team game, and yes, he put himself in position to win all of those Super Bowls, and they wouldn't have done it without him. But there's a lot of plays that a lot of players made that they wouldn't have won without those happening. That makes right. sense. Right. But like there's also a few plays that went didn't go our way. No, a hundred percent. You know, 100%. like you could so, say, so you know, the David the David Tyree shit on every West uh, every every Pages fan. The Wes Welker drop still haunts me yeah. to this day. Mm-hmm. Um and like you know, it, it's it's the little things like they could go either way, but I think kind of a defining moment is when uh, in Brady's first Super Bowl, John Madden was on the call and he goes, yeah, the Patriots shouldn't kneel this, go to OT. And the Patriots kind of just said, fuck you. And Tom Brady walked down the field and yeah. did Terry kicked a field goal to win. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to be an age-old debate. I saw a comparison between, like, Brady and MJ and then LeBron and Mahomes, yeah. which I think is probably the best way to put it right now. Um, yeah. But also Mahomes, obviously LeBron is far, you know, much further into his career than Mahomes is. But when you talk about you know, a bona fide winner and and kind of a unanimous goat. You think of Tom Brady and you think of MJ, but then you think of the guys who have every stat plus a couple Super Bowls and a couple titles. That's when you put uh, LeBron and Mahomes into that conversation. So I don't really mind that comparison at all. Um, but if Mahomes gets like six or five, I think I if think he gets six, I think he's I think, better. I think he's better if he gets five. I think, I think people I think are already making the argument. Like, I don't he's think better. he's better right now. Yeah, I don't think exactly. the argument should be made now. But they, but people are going to make it because Mahomes, like, we haven't seen anybody like Mahomes since. Well, that, the Thomas. thing is, too, is, like, is he really going to keep this pace? Is he really going to do it every single year? Like, I, I just, I don't I think, think so. There's a reason not to. Not I just, it's never been done. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's like, I get it. If he, if he, like, won the Super Bowl this year and then, for some reason, decided to retire, it would be really hard for people to say that that wasn't the best player that ever lived because of what he did while he played. But we can't predict all of the years that he's not going to win. So, like, we have to wait and see because I do think if he gets, like, I don't know, four rings, I think the argument becomes really real. And then it's like I'll, I'll there will always be guys who defend Brady because he has seven, and I will always be the guy defending Brady and telling them about the Falcons Super Bowl and Seahawks. But, man, Mahomes is just ridiculous. Like, he is – he's a he, – he's a player. He's inevitable. Dude. He <laughs> is inevitable. Currently, in this day and age, he is inevitable. Like, and you think about we it – We do have to bring up, though, Brady's 2-0 and in the playoffs against him. So, that helps. That's that helps. also really fucking cool. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Beat him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also lost. Yeah, but he's also beat him. Um, But, like, you think about the careers. Like, if Mahomes plays for 25 years, like, uh, how how long that's, that's this blistering pace? That's out? not going to happen. <laughs> 25? Right. Well, not 25 more. 25 total. Yeah. He's not going to play <laughs> that's for That's absurd. That's insane. Hey, I mean, the GOAT did it. GOAT did it. Um, 26 but like, right now? 27? Yeah, I mean, he probably realistically has, like, 10-ish years left. But you also think, like, Brady didn't win a ring from, like, 2000 and – what was it, 2004? Yeah, he went, like, 
what? to 2016, 14? 14? Yeah, he went a while. 14. He went 10 years without winning a ring. And, like, that could happen to Mahomes. That's what I'm like, saying. A yeah, lot of you a can't lot predict. Of, right. And like Zwick says, a lot of shit has to go right for you to win that much. And yeah. who knows if like that's going to stay, like it's going to keep up for you know, the next 10, 10 think, ish years. I think it'll slow down because I think Andy Reid doesn't have much time left. I don't think and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey does either. Yeah. And yeah. Travis Kelsey. And I, obviously they're going to replace them with, you know, higher, higher ups. Well, not higher ups, but like really, really good replacements that probably won't ever live up to the live up to the production they got from them. But if they can get like half of that, right? Well, yeah, as, because... lo- as long as you have Mahomes, you're going to be okay. But you're going to be contending if you have yeah. Mahomes. And I, but I, and I think that's all that matters. Like, yeah, seriously. I, but I do think like the way the Patriots kept Bill for twenty, you know, Brady's entire tenure, I think is a huge reason why they were able to win. You know, go ten years without winning. Yeah, and then be able to win another three later on in in, in their uh you know in their dynasty. So yeah, absolutely. We'll see what it's, happens when Reed leaves. It's gonna be interesting. It's a lot of recency bias too. People, I yeah. mean, people forget how good Brady was. So we can that's uh, so true. We can leave it there. All right, thank you for listening. We'll be back later this week to give you our Super Bowl predictions. Hope you enjoyed and peace.